We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome, in everyone, to another edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Dan Connick, and as I am every single other Tuesday, I am joined by my podcast significant others here on the Pack a Day podcast, and that is Matt Freelich and Janelle Mackey, and. If you can read a calendar, you know that every other week means that the last time that we spoke was after the thing that happened in Tampa Bay. And guys, we got to stop meeting like this because if, if this is if we're the jinx, then I'm willing to lay down and, and not as much as I love you guys. I'll, I'm willing to lay down and not see or speak to you if it means never losing to the Vikings again like this. It- a little looking ahead a little bit, Dan. To week ten, we'll be recapping the game. That's after the Jaguars um, game, and God I have help a, us. yeah. I think we're going to be okay. Gardner Minshew not going to start this upcoming week. They have a rookie quarterback starting, so I think at that point we'll be set. But who knows? Maybe then we'll make a trade here in the next coming days. But we should be should be able to break this trend after a few weeks. 
Well, Matt, why do we always get stuck recording after a crummy Vikings loss or tie or yeah. whatever? <laughs> honestly, honestly, I was thinking about you all day, Janelle. I'm not kidding. Like when I asked you, it was like I was I was hoping you were going to get a little bit of shit from some middle schoolers, but you said that didn't happen. But I mean, kids are or people are still coming out of the woodwork for us. Either both of us too, I guess. Yeah, it like luckily because the eighth grader I'm with, she was gone, so I kind of got to hide out in my classroom, and I think people have realized. Don't mess with me too much because I will beat you in a fight verbally. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do have my my one Packer friend who he was kind of around the corner talking to my coworker and he's like, "Oh my gosh, did she did she take the day off?" And I'm like, "No, I'm here. Don't worry. There was there was too much purple. I've never seen that much purple." But you know, it's their second win of the year. They needed to celebrate something, especially with the Gophers really flopping this year too. Oof. So, you know what? Oh, this was their super. Yeah, Bowl. take it, whatever. Like, nobody at, at work harassed me today. I was mentally preparing for it all morning and all last night. But it's more so the people who like to message me and can hide behind that screen that try mm-hmm. and, like, yes, I know that Rogers got hit at the end. You don't need to send me that picture. I've seen it a thousand times. I don't need it on my Snapchat either. <laughs> let me Let me sidetrack real quick. If if you if you'll let me, since we're we're gonna talk about a lot of bad things. Wisconsin and Minnesota. You guys are both Badger fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan. We're all Big Ten. I root for Wisconsin every time they don't play Ohio State. But how 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 serious is the rivalry between Wisconsin, Minnesota, the the colleges? Like, is it on my level of Ohio State, Michigan? God no, not even close. Like, are we are we looking more at like Michigan, Michigan State level? That's probably fair. I would say Michigan, Michigan State's not a bad comparison. I mean, the thing is, is that the just... Gophers aren't good enough year in and year out to make it a rivalry. So right, like, they but now they are in the last few. So like, that's where it's like coming around. But like, the Badgers have stepped up their play then too. It hasn't like been one sided. I don't know, like, because there's those times where it's gone back and forth. Where I remember early 2000s minnesota was solid um well it took them 14 I'm, years to get the axe back so <laughs> it did so yeah and there you go i mean there, i guess it's just too one-sided as janelle reminded everyone 14 years yes i need to make sure okay. they all know but no so yeah so us badger and nothing badger fans, what a rough week of football honestly like not being yeah, able to have badger yeah. football and then following with that loss to minnesota i wasn't a very happy person last night <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Um, well, just kind of like recapping real quick from that game because we've got we've got way bigger fish to fry mm-hmm. uh, now at this point than what happened on Sunday, which never would have thought even 24 hours ago that would be the case. Um, what's what's the takeaway for you guys like from that game? Like, is there like how much can you take away with it with the the weather? Like, I know that it's just it's wind, but it, it clearly played in a, it clearly played a factor in both teams game plans i feel like so i feel like that has to be said for that has to be like included somehow right when you kind of look back at this game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a little silver lining i mean because just the way both teams are going for on fourth down the packers go for the two-point conversion at the end i mean you could maybe make a case they're trying to play analytics there right i Um, think so no punts i mean there's a couple it's just an odd game weather-wise but that's i mean that's NFC North football, right? Especially come November, December, January. Like you're going to have to play in those elements and the 
Vikings were ready for it. I mean, they gave they ran the ball 30-plus times. Um, the Packers tried to run the ball, didn't do it that much in the second half. So, I mean, you could you could say, ah, it was, you know, this game was screwed up because of the weather, but the Vikings were able to adapt. So it's, you know, you don't want to throw it completely or dismiss it, but it's it's a little bit of a silver lining. You're like, okay, it was a absolute, you know, hurricane in Green Bay. So it's not as terrible as you would you would think, but there's you still got to adapt to the elements because both teams are playing in it. Yeah, that's the thing is that yeah, you can talk about the weather, but I'm always a pessimist when it comes to the weather talk because both teams have to play in it. So obviously one team figured it out better than the other, or it, it really doesn't even come down to whether what happened in that game, I don't think. Uh, we'll obviously talk about that in a second, but I mean, the whole, yeah, you have to adapt your game plan, but when you, when it's your home field and you're used to playing with the open roof and then a team who comes in who plays indoors to have them beat you in the elements it's kind of just an extra kick in the nuts (laughs) Seriously, like i I really don't know how to put that kindly there's no other way to put that for sure yeah i agree with all of you guys said like it's just bad and it like you said man like going i love the idea of going forward on those fourth downs i love the idea of going forward on fourth down more but you Mm -hmm. can argue that um i'm trying to remember where exactly were but i'm pretty sure they were in field goal range when the quote-unquote non-pass interference call on uh, on Robert Tunyon mm-hmm. happened on that fourth down, I think they're within field goal range there. If I if I remember correctly, yeah, they were. I want to say they're between like the yeah, they're between like the thirty-one and the thirty-six. If I had to remember, I can't can't remember specifically where, but I mean, normal that, that fair conditions. Whole, yeah, yeah, that changes the whole outcome of the game. You know, with those scoring wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because then there's a chance too that Viking, you know, the Vikings don't go for it on fourth down and kick field goals instead of get touchdowns on on one or two of those drives as well. Uh, so yeah, just a weird, weird overall game, but lots more to talk about, guys. Moving forward into this week, it's a short week, obviously schedule wise for the Green Bay Packers. Game on Thursday in Santa Clara against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, we'll put that in quotation marks for for right now. Um, one thing that I, a couple things I wanted to get to before we start talking about that game, guys, and all the stuff that we're looking forward to ahead of this game. Just some kind of general, more more general topic with the NFL and with the team as well. We'll start with the NFL real quick because it's kind of a smaller thing. But uh, Chris Mortensen came out and said that the NFL uh, exec, the player, the competition committee, excuse me, is planning to propose a. Uh, I don't know, an amendment or an issue to the owners about expanding this year's playoff field to eight teams for each conference to kind of, um, you know, allow for teams that maybe are going to miss games, a little foreshadow, uh, you know, bye weeks that are getting taken away. And, you know, there's there's a good chance that we have teams at the end of the year that don't have a full 16-game schedule played. Uh, so what do you guys take a take out of that? Do you think that's a, a smart idea? Do you take anything from it right now? I don't really I don't really ever like expanding the playoffs. I mean, at this point, so you're going to take 16 out of 32 teams. I mean, that's kind of turning into college basketball then, right? You're diluting what is the competition. And, and I get it. It, it kind of makes sense if you do boil it down and you get to week 17 and some teams only put 15 games, maybe 14 for God's sakes, like – but you can still take win percentage. Like that's still an option. It's not like you have to compare, you know, go apples to apples with wins and losses and record wise, but 
you've already expanded to seven. I think adding another team just seems a little outrageous to me. Um, Janelle, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, because like you just said, Matt, they had already expanded the number of teams that uh, make the postseason. But, I mean, it it depends on the structure they go with when it comes to expanding the playoffs because obviously hockey, they did that where they took 16 teams that would have qualified, which that's not normal. And they figured out a way to make it work so that those top teams – automatically they just kind of played for seeding whereas the lower teams they had to play for their their spot so with football it's obviously different um I yeah I don't know it's yeah like you said dilute is the right word where it just kind of makes it it makes it almost too easy to get in but I I don't know it's not the worst idea that I mean you have to brainstorm these ideas in case there are teams with less games played than others where it could be a factor as if they would make the playoffs or not. I mean, it, it kind of depends on when we get to that point, how close is it? You know, like there could be an obvious margin where maybe they don't even need to do that, but we might not know that till more games are played and the bye weeks kind of disappear. Yeah. And with the whole, with diluting it, I can, I can totally understand. Cause I think, you could argue that when they start, when they, because it was seven, it's supposed to be seven this year mm-hmm. by, you know, just NFL rule, COVID or not. And so you could argue that it was already getting diluted at that point. I think with this season, I think we already all kind of realized that this is a very unique situation. You know, uh, any champion that comes out of this, any champion that comes out of this league, we've already seen from the NBA and the MLB. Like, the champion is already kind of a little diluted, I feel like. True. Um, so, for me, it's it's more so, why not? And and if we and if it happens, and we see that, like, oh, like, that was actually kind of fun. Like, I, I really actually, we got some competitive stuff out of this. Or it was, it was awesome to have, you know, that extra game, you know, in the divisional round or, or whatever, like, it, it maybe it maybe it leads to something that we realize actually is like a little bit more entertaining and 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 kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, like what like Janelle's point. If we always going to bring it back to hockey on this podcast, <laughs> as uh, like I really enjoyed watching what the NHL did with their um, playoff yeah. format this year with the, with the play in the little play in tournaments, the th- the three game tournaments. Like that yeah, was it fun. Adds more I, excitement I to it. So like I think, and even NHL has talked about making that the regular format. So. It would just depend on how the NFL goes about that because obviously hockey, it's best of seven each round. So football, they'd have to figure out their way of doing it. But yeah, maybe it's because I wasn't really that big of a fan when they expanded it to seven anyways. So it'd be interesting. Maybe you just do the uh, bottom two kind of play in or I don't know, because you have to make sure it's even numbers is the thing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, a little bit more Packer related guys before we we're going to trust us. We're going to address the elephant in the room here pretty soon. But one more thing I wanted to get pick your guys' brain on a little bit because it's more of a macro um, thing to keep watching for the Packers this week and in the next couple of weeks because I think that's kind of the window here is the situation with defensive coordinator Mike Patton. Because I feel like a couple weeks ago there was there was a little bit more of a divide where i think you had to, you had kind of two discernible camps of you know 
is it Mike Pettin? Like, can we keep him the rest of the season? And then there was the the louder majority uh, saying to fire. I think after this week, though, it really kind of seems like all the Packer fans that I've seen on Twitter and, and everywhere else on social media, we're all pretty much in the fire Mike Pettin camp. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you guys fall? Are you, Where do you kind of see this happening? Like, is there any is there any way that he doesn't make it the rest of the season? And if uh, if he does, does he make it past this season? Yeah, the straw. I mean, the, I was in the I guess the minority based off your analytics, Dan. Was the um, just the fact that like I know the Packers let go of Mike McCarthy two years ago mid season, mm-hmm. but like to let go of a defensive coordinator mid seasons like that's tough. Like I mean, you, you got right. guys there you you could fill in that would that would make sense. Uh, Jerry Gray, Mike Smith, that would make sense. But, I mean, that that was the one string of hope I was hanging on to. At this point, after you look at all the missed tackles, the lack of turnover play, the lack of discipline, just, I mean, you're putting players in space that don't belong in certain portions. I mean, there's you had playmakers from last year when the Smith brothers – that aren't doing anything. I mean, there's been, I don't remember Kenny Clark making a play in the last two weeks and he's been limited with snaps, but just there comes a point where like a change needs to be made. I just still don't know if they're going to do it mid season. Like I I think he's for sure gone at the end of the year. I don't, it would be wild for them to keep him at this point unless things really turned around, but it's just, if they do it mid season, it's kind of, you're kind of just like you're bailing on the season, right? I mean, when they let go of Mike McCarthy, it's not like they were contenders for the NFC championship i mean they were at the bottom of the barrel scraping by and internal feuds now it's like you get rid of a d coordinator wh- where are you at yeah it kind of feel well it, yeah it kind of feels like okay well if we fire him we're kind of giving up on the season because that's kind of how it felt when mccarthy got let go so it and it also like with the short week it puts a different narrative in because i'm not going to say no go fire your defensive coordinator and then play in three days absolutely not but i think that it's really hard to think that he has a job with the Packers come the end of the season. You know, I, I really don't know if I see him getting let go during the season unless things just really don't improve because, like I sent you guys earlier, uh, Zach Cruz, he said per PFF grade, Packers are the worst tackling team in football. And it's like, does, what? where is that coming from? Is that talent? Is that coaching? Because they have to go hand in hand, but – I feel like the Packers, for the first time, have a lot of really solid talent on this defense. So it's like, why is there no execution? What is going on? And I think a lot of it at this point has fallen on uh, Mike Pettin. And I really don't know. (laughs) There's a lot we could say and a lot that everybody already knows. But do I see him getting let go during the season? I really can't say. Uh, It's hard to want to kind of screw up things. And I mean, they've only lost two games this year, but both were really poor defensive games is the thing. And you don't want your offense to have to be the bailout. We've seen this year in and year out where, all right, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to put up 40 points with this offense to win games. I don't like that narrative because when you play these teams where you can't stop the run, which we all saw, you know, Dalvin Cook, the only guy on this team to worry about, goes for three rushing touchdowns and a 60-yard pass, touchdown, whatever. And it's just, I think a lot of it comes out of frustration. Like, yeah, it's easy to say just 
fire him, get it over with. But there's so much more that you have to consider with this team. Like, okay, well, do you really want to bring in somebody halfway through? I think probably what they're going to do is they're going to ride him out this year, but they should be shopping defensive coordinators in the process. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit and Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. I, I, think, I think there's a case to be made that firing Mike Pettin brings you brings you sort of the same not the same I guess it, it, it gives it gives you it gives you something and you're not really losing a lot because let's let's this is this is bad right like the, like this defense is mm-hmm. not very good it's not playing well right now can anyone really come in here and do worse though you know, and and not only come in, but like it's going to be someone at least for the interim. If they made this move, it's someone that's on the inside and knows this team already, knows the players, knows what schemes they've already been running, the lingo, all of it. So you're not really so much changing, you're not really changing a lot of the scheme as much as you are kind of just shaking things up a little bit. If you're planning on getting rid of Mike Pettin at the end of this season. For me, I don't really see the downside in doing that midseason because I already know what the I already know what the floor is for this defense, and it's the Vikings and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. There, there's the, the the only upside is like maybe firing Mike Pettin puts everybody else on notice about the lack of. I, I don't want to I don't want to say effort because I'm not I'm not saying that the players are going out there and not playing with a hundred percent effort. I, I will never say that about an NFL player, but like there's just, a, there's a lack of energy on that field out there. And like what, like you guys have kind of said, there's playmakers on this field. The, there's arguably a pro bowler in each level of this defense, you mm-hmm. know, when, when they play to their talent, if the talent isn't playing up to their talent, that goes back to coaching. Yeah. And that and that lands at Mike Patton's feet. And but I, but I'm with you guys too. Is like like Janelle, you brought up that PFF thing about the tackling. Is that like how much is that Mike Patton? You know, like I can't imagine that Mike Patton is the one out there like teaching coaching or working on 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 coaching drills. But maybe that wakes everybody else up. Like, hey, this is like this is this is like nobody's safe. You know, if you're not living up to it, you could be on the chopping block next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing I, I mean, the only way I could see it getting worse, and this is like really bad, would be that you get rid of Mike Pettin, everyone gets put on blast, 
and whoever takes over doesn't, you know, lead the locker room. And I don't think this would happen because they have some, you know, def- definitive leaders on the defensive mm-hmm. side already. But like they're, I mean, you would hope there wouldn't be an internal struggle of, you know, players combating players. Maybe some players liked Petten, some players didn't like Petten. You have this like internal feud. That would be my only worry. But I don't think that'll happen with Zadarius, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith. Amos and like just the way Jair carries himself as a young player. I don't think that would happen, but that that's how it could get worse. I just, like you said, though, talent, like productivity wise, it's, it couldn't at this point. Yeah. It's to play devil's advocate to my previous point. I mean, Dan, you bring up a good point just in maybe it just sparks something else. I mean, we saw it with uh, when McCarthy got let go and they brought in the floor and all of a sudden all this talent that we had already had, the energy was just very different. So yeah, it could be as bad as what Matt's saying, and it could be as good as what Dan's saying. It could it could go either way, and we'll just never know until it happens. If it yeah. happens, I and, guess. Right, and and I, you know, and the only reason I the only reason I really want to bring it up here is because like the fire Mike Petton thing can be a storyline literally the entire rest of the year until you know either either the season ends or well, he gets I feel fired. like every year but, it's fire blank. It's either fire. McCarthy fires Zook. Now it's fire Petten. So it's every year one coach yeah, gets put on blast, fair. and this year's Petten. <laughs> um, but like, I, I think it makes. I think it's a little bit more uh, relevant now because with the Thursday with the Thursday night game, if you were to make another move again, like this is this is the this is really the only other time this season that it kind of makes a little bit of sense to. Uh, make the move and coming off of the Vikings game, how that happened and going to a Thursday night game against the 49ers. And we've already seen two times what happens when this Matt LaFleur team goes up against the 49ers. If there's another repeat, if we get Rocky three of, of, uh, of 49ers Packers, like that, that's, that seems like the perfect storm for it to, to happen. So Something to keep an eye on as uh, as this game happens and, it, and we get ready for this. But guys, uh, let's let's hit it. Let's let's get to the elephant in the room here. Um, announced Monday that AJ Dillon tested positive for COVID nineteen. The test coming uh, the day of the game, and the Packers not getting that result back until I don't know if they got the the test back Sunday night or Monday morning, but it was after the game, which. I think raises his own separate questions about what the hell the NFL is doing in terms of uh, in terms of testing and trying to keep their players safe. But that's kind of a different argument. What it means for the Packers, though, is they go into their their full you know kind of uh, lockdown mode, worked remotely from home today. Only necessary personnel in the building doing workouts and things like that. Um, so guys, just when let me let me get let me get that reaction from you because I feel like that's that's kind of the one thing that's uh, gonna be for everybody is like where were you the first time that the Packers got their COVID positive player because we all knew it was gonna come at some point and I've I told you like I've had fever dreams about waking up and seeing that notification that somebody tested positive so it finally happened. What was your initial reaction right away when you saw that blare across your uh, across your timeline? I mean, it's kind of ironic. Like, I was waiting for a COVID test result today, coming back from a vacation, and I got it. It was negative. <laughs> but, like, very ironic that I'm waiting on a test result, and then all of a sudden there's a different test result that pops up that affects my favorite 
NFL franchise. Very bizarre. Um, yeah, Dan, but you're right. There should be a separate podcast for this. We don't have time for it, but just like, how did it take that long to get test results back? Like, how do you not have the rapid 15, 20 minute testing? That's a whole other conversation to be had. Um, I mean, it's kind of nice that Aaron Jones sat out these last two weeks because you don't know what sort of contact he had with the running back room. Um, maybe that plays to the benefit that if he's able to play on Thursday and not be part of the, you know, the, um, one of the trace people. Um, but yeah, I was, it was what working at home for the day. Saw that. I was like, I hope it's no one serious. I mean, it sucks to have AJ Dillon since he was a second running back right now, mm-hmm. but definitely worse people it could be. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm just kind of getting ready, having my lunch at work and I'm like, you know what, let's see what's going on on Twitter. Maybe there was a trade move or something. I don't know. And boom, that's the first thing I see. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, it was inevitable being that it is also Green Bay, Matt, you know better than anyone how it's going out there. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's especially after a day like yesterday, it's like I really didn't think things could get worse. And here we are on Monday, frustrated over uh, COVID results. And yeah, I mean, what is taking them so long? If you're playing a noon game, what time are you testing? May, do you have to start testing Saturday just to be sure Like, do you have to test Saturday and Sunday? What do you have to do to make sure that guys who are testing positive are not on the field? Because, and this isn't me being mad at AJ Dillon, but, you know, it's just you don't know who he's around and who he could impact. Like, it's different. He's he's the third string running back on this team. It's a little less worrisome than if he's interacting a little bit too much with somebody like Bakhtiari or Rodgers or Crosby, these guys that you need out on the field. So... It just creates this this string of worry that we don't get to know about until tests start coming back. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah. And, and here's, here's just sort of another hypothetical to think about is what if, what if there's a Justin Turner situation where what if what if these tests come back in the middle of a of a four o'clock late game you know or it's Sunday night football you know the Packers are in the middle of a, of a game and at halftime they they find out that somebody tested positive like are, are you going to hold them are you, are you going to hold them back from the rest of the game are they going to continue to play do you immediately have to shut the game down and start contact tracing from there like it just raises so many questions that this should have like these kind of contingencies should have been kind of like figured out by this point going into the season, they should have already been figured out. Um, But you know, with my reaction, like this, this is just a terrible, like this whole thing is just a terrible, like monkey paw, like, like scenario where I'm like, I wish there was something that could happen that we won't have to talk about the Vikings game. (laughs) And then we got it. 
but it's just it's AJ Dillon testing positive for COVID. Like this is terrible. Um, sort of, sort of in that same line, guys. We don't know uh, the reason for the designation here, but it is something to keep an eye on. With this, is Jamal Williams and Kamal uh, Martin were both placed on the injury list today. Obviously, the Packers didn't have practice, so the injury list is you know a very it, it's sort of an estimation. But we're placed on it with a non-injury related designation. That doesn't that doesn't bode very well. Yeah. <laughs> no. If uh, if you're if you're not having practice because of a lockdown, and uh, so the injury report is just sort of an estimation, and these guys are not uh, you know are on it for non-injury related purposes. It doesn't bode well for the Packers, especially in the running back room, guys. Like that's that's the biggest one moving forward, right? Is even if this game ha- let's let's assume. This game happens on Thursday, and and AJ Dillon is the only one that tests positive. You know, I don't I don't know how it works with Jamal Williams and and Kamal Martin if they're placed on this. And let's say this is let's assume this is based off of contact tracing. I don't know if that means they are able to play after negative tests or or what the scenario is. But let's just assume they both don't play. Now the Packers are going into Thursday night with Dexter Williams and Tyler Irving as their running backs. Uh, that's not a great situation to be in. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Very odd. And I, again, this is another thing. Like every, every, um, I guess football league, or excuse me, every sport league is different. I know. I know. Even just NCAA is different as far as conferences go. ACC to Big Ten, the way they've been tracing it, and I, you know, we found that out a little bit more with Trevor Lawrence and Graham Mertz over the weekend, and just this last week how that went. Um, but yeah, how did how did how do you base like? You would assume, like, what I don't get, maybe I'm just a, you know, a peanut brain, like, every single person on the team would have been in close contact at some point with A.J. Dillon. So, like, how is Dexter Williams or Tyler Irvin or Aaron Jones or, or yeah, or Aaron Rodgers, like, how are none of these people, like, in close contact or, uh, you know, I, I don't understand that. Um, makes no well, sense to me. And how is well, Kamal I, Martin? I, I don't get it. I, I mean, I guess I will say, like, if we're assuming that in the locker room protocols have been taken to socially distance, keep players separated as much as possible, it makes sense that Jamal Williams would be one of the ones that has, True. you know, that is in, in close proximity to him. Uh, I mean, if you're keeping the position groups separate, you're working out separately, like you know, this is a very infectious disease. And it can spread very easily if not taken, not taken, uh, you know, proper protocol. But mm-hmm. if we're assuming that the protocol is in place, like I would assume the the risk for a good number of them is probably minimal if you, if you're following the protocol correctly. But yeah, I'm with you too, Matt. Like it's like it, it just raises the question of like, well, who knows? Like right. contact tracing can fail, and and they easily could have all been affected by that point you know yeah yeah it's it's just a mess I guess to say the least I mean like what what do you really do going forward too to prevent things like this like if AJ Dillon is somehow the only one are like what are they doing to make sure that that contact tracing is uh like stopped at a certain point you know how are they running their workouts do you start mm-hmm. maybe running your your first and thirds together and your second and fourths together so that if something happens then you're not losing 
a bunch of starters or whatever? Like, do you mix up the lines? I mean, it, it's just so hard because then it's like you're not getting the practice that you need with your starters, but also do you try and take into account, well, hey, maybe we shouldn't all practice together. It's just there are so many ways to go about it and think about it and think what could we have done differently, but really it was going to happen at some point. So no matter what uh, precautions you take, it was going to find its way into the building and hopefully they were being smart enough and safe enough to where, yes, AJ Dillon tests positive, but because we're being safe and smart about it, it didn't spread like wildfire throughout the locker room. And I hope that Dylan is the only one. And I hope that people don't kind of like attack him for it and blame him for it, you know, because you don't know how he got it. And really, I hope that Mm -hmm. he's healthy. I hope everyone else is healthy and whatever happens going forward. I hope that everybody's health does. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think too, you have to ask about the, competitive advantage or disadvantage even you know for the Packers like if if, let's say let's say that another player tests positive or there's a false positive or something that comes back tomorrow or or on Tuesday um like if the Packers like the Packers realistically could go into the Thursday game without having a full practice this week and as the NFL like are like are you okay with that, are you okay if you're the NFL saying that not only are we still going to have Thursday night games, which already prove cause more injuries, players aren't rested enough, you know, the, the product is usually worse because the teams don't have as much time to prepare and recover from last week's game. Not only are we going to say that, but now we are okay with one team not having a full week of practice. Or, you know, having having the competitive disadvantage of not seeing each other until game time, basically. Like, there has to be something that comes out of that. There, there has to be, that has to be addressed if, if this keeps moving forward, you know. And does that mean that they move the game back? Like, what, like, what do you guys think? Like, let me, let me just ask that straight up. What do you think the chances are that the game even happens on Thursday? I'm pretty optimistic, to be honest. I mean... If it, it, we're all gonna we're gonna find out probably tomorrow because Wednesday's a travel day if I'm not mistaken, um, so at that point you're just I mean either they're gonna you're gonna find out if Kamal Martin's got COVID or Jamal Williams or anyone else like you're gonna we're gonna find out well it would be today I guess as the podcast comes out so I, I mean I'm optimistic it's gonna happen but games have been canceled thus far. Or, changed or moved till Monday at four o'clock, whatever the hell. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's a Thursday game too. And that's the worst part that it's such a quick turnaround that you're just being thrusted into a situation like this, where normally it's been like a full, you know, five or six days or that you've had to, you know, to take into account. Now it's not only is it a short week, but you're also traveling as the Packers. So it's, I think it happens. Um, It'd be great if it didn't happen and we pushed it back later in the season, which goes back to beginning of this episode, Dan talking about, the Chris Mortensen report possibly having, you know, eight teams on either side of the uh, the playoff bracket. Yeah, I think the short week really throws a wrench in everything that's going on. I mean, if this was, if we were talking about a three o'clock game on Sunday, it's a completely different conversation. But like you said, Matt, tomorrow after this episode comes out there, it's a travel day and it's just 
everything has to happen so quickly and so efficiently. And that's the thing is it has to be efficient too. You can't just, all right, let's get everything done as fast as we can to figure things out. Like you have to do it the right way in a short amount of time. So do we see this game get flexed to maybe even like a weird Tuesday game? I don't know. Um, I, it's, it's, I don't even know what to think about it because it's, it's coming up so fast and there's just so much mess going on right now. It's just a giant spider web of bad news for the Packers. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it would also be nice, you know, 49ers kind of have some injuries that could kind of benefit the Packers. So it's like, I don't want this game to get pushed off too much because this could be kind of like (laughs) a game where they can, yeah, I'm usually the person that's like, I want everybody as healthy as possible. I want the best team to win, but you know, I I would be okay if Nick Mullins was the quarterback going into this game. And so you don't want to push it off too much if that's the narrative you like to go with where, hey, this could be our advantage with guys like Kittle and Garoppolo and Mostert being out, but you also have to think of the health of the team and the league, and it'll be really interesting to see how the NFL handles this with the Packers being on such a short week because I would be really upset if the Packers went into this game without having a practice, especially considering the loss they just had. You know, they obviously need the practice, so it could just be – it could be wild. Wild is really the word to describe this season, and just – I was really hoping that the Packers wouldn't be in the mix for at least – a a little bit later down the road but you know here we are and have two days to figure it out basically yeah would you i'm gonna pose a question would you guys rather be the packers right now with potentially maybe one at minimum or three or even more players with covid or would you rather be the niners who have literally every single person every starter injured right now and they found out their starting quarterbacks out their best offensive weapons now has a you know fractured foot out for eight weeks for Kittle like would you rather be in the Packers situation or the Niners situation probably Packers (laughs) yeah the only way I would say it would be the Niners if it's like you don't know yet like you don't you know who's hurt you know who you're gonna probably field this week right but like the Packers like it's a it's an hour by hour situation where like you could have a complete outbreak within your team but yeah it could be worse I was I was trying to bring some positive light uh, yeah, you know, like, this year. yeah, maybe we don't, we're not the worst uh, luck-wise team going into this Thursday game. <laughs> right. But like you said, it could be, it could just be A.J. Dillon or it could be 20 guys. We have no idea, but I don't know. I feel like this is, this seems a little bit more manageable than when you lose your star players to injuries. You know, Matt, it's it, like the injuries for the 49ers have to be kind of talked about, especially for for this weekend, the moving forward. Because the, here's here is a list of this came from Tom Pelissaro, a list of uh, players for the 49ers on injured reserve or probably heading there pretty soon: Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., Jalen Hurd, the wide receiver, George Kittle, other tight end Jordan Reed on the defensive line: Nick Bosa, D. Ford, Solomon Thomas, and then cornerback Richard Sherman. That's that's a murderous row of injured reserve uh, of players. Like that's that's pretty nasty. And not only does it it change things for this week uh, coming into you know the Thursday night game, but I want to expound this a little bit, guys, because I made this point on on Twitter today. This kind of stuff is exactly why I think you can't count the Packers out as Super Bowl contenders in the NFC 
everyone is dealing with something glaring right mm-hmm. now, right? Like look down the top, like the top teams in the in the NFC right now: Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, San Francisco. Maybe a throw in there of of Arizona after what we Buc- saw last week. Bucks, the Bucks, and the Bucks too. Yeah, okay, throw the Bucks too. But the Bucks have already shown they can lay a stinker against a team mm-hmm. like the Bears. The Saints' offense it seems choppy at best, you know, most of the time. The Seahawks cannot defend the pass to save their life. And the 49ers are dealing with injuries to all of their major players, basically. It is anyone's game. Like, you, all you need to do, especially with seven teams right now, could be eight teams, just make the playoffs and see what the hell happens. You know, like, I, I can understand, like, being upset about the way this team played on defense, the missed tackles, everything else like that. But, guys, like, the sky is not falling. Everyone in the league right now is dealing with some sort of issue, and it is anyone's ballgame, especially in the NFC. That's all you got to do is make it there, and then you got 60 minutes to decide what the hell happens next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at some point, yeah, you're going to run into adversity, right? No matter what it is. Right. Like, it, it'd be, it's crazy not to think you have an injury or at this point, a, a COVID outbreak or, or whatever the case may be, or just a bad, a bad run of a few games or the ball doesn't go your way. But you know, it's really think, how do you respond to it? Um, there's been a few people that over the last 48 hours that have just talked about how the Packers, when they get down, they don't seem to want to battle back. You know, they get down a score or two and that just seem to give up and not adjust. So, um, well, now you have no more adversity, right? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to roll over and just give up? But, I mean, everyone's dealing with this. That's just that's just the NFL at this point, whether it be injuries or the pandemic or coaching issues or young quarterbacks or bad offensive line play. I mean, it's you can make an, you can make an excuse for every team, but it's, you know, everyone's going through it, like Dan said. Yeah, and at some point, you know, locker room's got to step up with it too, you know. Uh with all the adversity, you know, the leaders got to start speaking up and especially like the defense when they're struggling, somebody has got to be that voice of reason in the locker room, whether it's Z or Jair or whoever, you know, these defensive leaders and same on the offense, you know, when things get down, who's going to be the guys to pick them up? Adams, Rogers, you know, every, every team is going to hit a low point. No team, very rarely do they just ride a perfect season and not have to deal with this kind of adversity. So you have to be able to take it with a grain of salt and kind of learn from it. And that's the thing is you can either uh, keel over to what's going on or you can use it and learn from it and then be better, which I was really hoping they would do after that Bucks loss. But now it's like, okay, whatever's going on is not working and we have these things we have to figure out and you don't know who you could potentially lose each week to due to injuries or COVID outbreaks. So you just have to take every week as it is and work with what you got. And really the mentality of it is so, so important, especially in a year like this to just stay positive and stay hyped and just go into each week with that strong mentality that, Hey, every team is fighting something. So there's no reason why we shouldn't go in there and get a win. Well said. Any, any final thoughts, guys, as we kind of wrap this up, put a bow on it? I know, like, kind of what Matt said, we could literally do a whole other podcast just on on the COVID stuff uh, around the NFL with the Packers. But um, any any final thoughts about looking forward to this week, next couple of weeks, uh, till we talk again? You know, there's going to be 
God, like you guys were saying, like I, I really hope this isn't a jinx because if we have to come in here talking about a Jacksonville oh, game gosh. and Andy, it's bad, just redo I'm, the I'm, schedule if that's what happens, <laughs> please. Seriously, but but any any final uh, any final thoughts or anything as we kind of wrap up? I'm impressed that uh, I guess the eve of the trade deadline, as we talked, we didn't mention the word oh, trade or anyone fair. at all, but. Um, yeah, that, that's uh. I guess there's there, there's bigger issues I mean, right I now. I hope that by the time you guys are listening to this podcast, something exciting has happened. But you know, it's the Packers. We can't get our hopes up about it. I'm just glad that you know, if this game happens on Thursday, we don't have to worry about Raheem Mostert running four touchdowns down our throat. You know, that would be horrible, especially after Delvin Cook just did it this last week, and that kind of felt like a a replay of the NFC Championship game. But you know. We could be talking about this, and then there could be no game at all. So, guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's just kind of the guess. You're, we'll see. That's just going to be how it is this year. Are you are you saying that we might be talking and there and it really means nothing? Like we could be doing this whole podcast and it's really sort of like <laughs> meaningless in the grand scheme of things. Like this week has me very. This week has me very meta. Like I, I am. I am. I am going through a lot. This week, this has not been fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys. Like, I, a trade deadline will be fun to watch. What happens everywhere else? I don't think that's anything's going to happen with the, with the Packers. This is the most pessimistic um, podcast, I swear. Why do we always get stuck like this? <laughs> we can only we can only mirror the energy that we're getting in when we have to get, when we have to deal with crap crap's gonna come back out like that's that's just yeah, so, I don't sorry know. for ruining your tuesday guys <laughs> yeah um well yeah that'll about do it for us on this edition of the pack a day podcast uh, guys anything that you want to uh promote let the people know about and let people know where they can uh follow you uh you can follow me still on twitter at matt underscore fray underscore it's at m-a-t-t underscore f-r-a underscore um check out all my other work at packersworldwide.com in our live streams we do during halftime of all the packer games under pww halftime hits and our thursday streams before uh thursday night football just kind of recapping the week and previewing the week ahead obviously this week that'll be combined we will be doing the halftime hits during the thursday night show Janelle, uh, where can everyone check out all your stuff? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BigMac underscore four. Mac is M-A-C-K. And I've got some stuff in the works for the Say It Again Network right now. You can follow them on Twitter at the S-I-A Network. Uh, Yeah, I've got some hockey stuff, you know, for those of you who stick around with me. I'll be doing a hockey podcast with uh, my buddy is Kyle and Adam starting soon, hopefully. And then I've got some stuff under wraps right now that I'm very excited about that hopefully I'll be able to share with all you guys soon. Yeah, you got some fun stuff, Janelle. I'm really excited about seeing all of that. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter at DK all the way if you want to follow me there. Uh, obviously, you can catch me on uh, the Wednesday show for – or one of the Wednesday shows for Game On Wisconsin and Lombardi's Bar, 730 uh, Lambo time, 8.30 Eastern. Um, usually have a couple article things cup, uh, pop up over there as well on the weekends. Uh, you can watch uh, all my Florio Friday videos, speaking Florio on uh, Game on Wisconsin social media, so don't miss that as well. And just a personal thing, guys, too, since this is uh, coming out on Tuesday, November 3rd, there's no political slate here, guys, but 
please go out and vote tomorrow. Um, that's obviously a huge, huge thing for any American citizen to be able to go do. And especially in this election, it means more, no matter who you're supporting, to go out and vote not only for president, but all of your local elections as well. And on top of that, too, reach out to your friends and family emotionally tomorrow. Make sure that they're doing okay through everything. Reach out to people in your community and make sure that they're doing okay. Uh, If you see long lines of the polls, if you can help out any way, bring people food, drinks, that they stay in line and make sure their votes get counted. Totally recommend helping as much as you can. But take care of yourselves, everybody especially with now the Packers are reflecting what's going on in their environment around them. Wear a mask, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones. And uh, until we talk again, guys, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.